0: Well, it's a beautiful Tuesday evening, incredible night for thought-provoking conversations. Welcome to the number one technology show on Ghana Radio. This is City Trends. City Trends is sponsored by First National Bank, and we are so happy to have them on board to support us. On the show today, we talk about cybersecurity and everything else related to that, and especially looking ahead into the decade that we have entered. We will be exploring the kinds of threats that exist in our present time and the potential impact that they have on our lives, on our businesses, whatever. We'll also touch on what people, corporations, and um, the general public should be taking note of to protect themselves. Um, in this new decade we'll have all the segments as well for you we have the how to segment we have the app segment we have the training segment and of course we have your tech as well where we will be finding out what sort of problems you've been having and what sort of solutions we have been able to come up with for you it's a very very interesting show and that's why you should be plugged in and you should contribute your thoughts as well as well as your questions, 0549-986-996. The number once again is 0549-986-996. That is our WhatsApp number. You can alternatively reach us on Twitter using the hashtag C-I-T-I-T-R-E-N-D-S. Yes, indeed. City Trends is the hashtag you should use to get in touch with us. The show will be exciting, but all you need to do is turn up the volume and enjoy. Welcome to City Trends. Share your thoughts and opinions on the show via the WhatsApp number 054-998-6996. Tweet at us using hashtag CityTrend. Has your computer developed a problem you don't understand? Is your phone refusing to respond? Is there a computer virus you are battling with? Are you having problems signing into your account? Share your tech problems with CityTrends and we will get the experts to help you solve them. Send us your problems via WhatsApp number 0549986996. You can also send us a tweet using the hashtag CityTrends. And now it's time for us to enjoy um, a dose of the how-to segment. Today's topic we'll be looking at is very simple. Um, how to format text in WhatsApp. And Nii oto, we will take it away. Hello and welcome
1: to the how-to segment on City Trends. In today's edition, I am going to show you how to change the text format on WhatsApp when messaging others. First on the list is how to in text. This effect makes the strokes of the text being typed thick and thus distinguishes them from the rest of the message. If you want to bolden a text or sentence on WhatsApp, begin it with an asterisk sign also known as the star sign. To do this, place the asterisk sign before the word or sentence you wish to type and bolden and repeat same immediately after. You should see the bolding effect take place right away. Please note, ensure that there is no space between the asterisk sign and the first letter of the word following immediately after. Also, at the end of the word or sentence, ensure that the same thing doesn't happen. Thank you and have a good evening.
0: And now we jump into our main conversation for today. We are talking about cybersecurity in the next decade. And we will, like I said, be exploring the kinds of threats that exist today in our present time and their potential impact on our daily lives. We'll also be looking at what kinds of trends um, we are seeing with regards from like a global perspective or even from a local perspective about what kind of threats exist within the ecosystem and also looking ahead into the years to come kind of threats we should be um thinking about also we'll be touching on what yourself myself um people who own businesses big or small should be you know basically doing or keeping in mind when it comes to protecting themselves from all these cyber threats my guest in the studio today Has expertise um, specifically um, dealing with securing APIs and data protection. And she's worked in literally everywhere, from Germany to U.S. to literally everywhere. She's also a former dean and professor of computer science um, at the undergraduate level in the States. And she spent many years teaching software development and secure coding, working closely with the business community. It is my pleasure to invite for your listening pleasure, Kalea um, Taylor into the studio. Thank you so much for joining us, Kalea.
2: Thank you so much for having me.
0: Ah, well, um, where should we start off from? Um, we've entered in a new, we've entered a new decade. Um, everybody's excited about it. Mm-hmm. New beginnings, fresh beginnings. But we definitely you know the threats are not going anywhere. Um, <laughs> what kind of threats from your research and from your work over the last couple of years do you think have been um, the most standout? You know, and, and the ones that jump out, jump out at you in terms of the impact on people's businesses, people's lives, and things like that?
2: So now um, businesses are becoming more and more connected. Um, they're working together um, in different types of ways. So I work in the financial services area. That's where my business is, um, the sector my business is in. And because of that, um, all the businesses who work in this particular industry work with APIs. APIs are, do you know what APIs are, right? (laughs) If you
0: could break it down for the audience as well, that would be great.
2: Okay. Um, Yeah, so APIs allow for organizations to be able to talk to each other in different ways. So if you have a banking app and you're trying to make a payment with your bank or even trying to check your bank account, on the back end API, a series of APIs are being used. Uh, APIs are application programming interfaces, and it allows for these particular type of services and products to be offered to the end user. Without them actually seeing it right. am I talking too fast? I know
0: I think I think it's perfect. <laughs> I think so basically um just I mean for the listening audience to understand so a typical example is like um I have a food store and I want other people to buy from the food store. Mm -hmm. So, um, the things that make it possible for people to be able to get access to the food store, basically serve as the API in that sense, like breaking it down as simple as possible.
2: Yeah. I guess the best way to put that is if your food store was ran online, like an e-commerce shop, then you wanted the people to be able to buy fruits and vegetables from your store Mm. and you wanted them to be able to pay for it Mm. online. Mm. And if you want them to be able to do that, they can do that by using your app your app is connected to an api to the payment services provider brilliant
0: okay so i i, I that clears it up so basically that's a that's the area that you function within yes so like i said like w- what are some of the threats that you have had unpleasant um, um opportunity of interacting with and right. trying to battle and help businesses like battle with on a daily basis.
2: Yeah, so we see a lot that organizations um, are writing their software applications in the way that the code is not secure. So it's allowing for people to look at simple things like their documentation for their APIs Mm -hmm. and be able to find information about their um, databases or about the data that they have Hmm. by pulling their passwords because the passwords are hard-coded into the application. And if you know a little bit of command line and a little bit of Java or Python, you can find this information and be able to get into their services. Hmm. So authorization, authentication—these are big issues that are happening, as well as data leakages. Hmm. Um, So these are definitely concerns. Of course, you're always going to have the concerns of ransomware Hmm. um, and malware. So, like in the U.S., a big breach happened with Wawa, and Wawa is like um, gas station, um, uh, like a a convenience store gas station chain all through the West Coast. And they just had a huge breach with like 30 million people mm. got their uh, credit card and pin numbers accessed wow. by <laughs> the you know bad actors who are selling that information right oh. now on mm. the internet and the dark web. Mm.
0: Mm. That's mm. I mean so for you th- these are the main areas the issues of authorization authentication ransomware especially mm. um, yes. came up a couple of times That's last okay. year. So for you these are the things that typically you have to deal with like one of the things that you talked about was um for example passwords and how easy it is for people to be able to um, figure out what passwords are you would probably think that if there's a business like come on like these are the basics that you need to put in place what makes it i wouldn't say easy but what makes it so yeah what makes it so difficult for businesses to come to get some of these very basic things right because you would think that you are holding on to people's very sensitive information right. the least you can do is to you know be very careful about how they are protected what's are most businesses not doing right, or what have they not been doing right?
2: So there's two issues here when it comes to passwords. Mm. First, there's the passwords that your employees use to access your systems mm. um, internally, and if the employees are not doing two-factor authentication, where they have a password and then they some they authenticate the, who they are on their phone using like Google's authentication method or um, app. Um, it allows for the systems to be runnable. So if someone, your laptop's open, you don't have it locked, someone can come over there and put um, malicious malware onto the system and it penetrates throughout the whole entire business, right? Um, So that's a a worry, the human factor is always a worry. Um, But when it comes to APIs and developers actually creating the code for the applications to build out the applications, if they have the directories where all the files are stored and they haven't changed the password, and they kept something like, oh, the password is password, <laughs> and it's hard-coded inside yeah. of the documentation, a mm. uh, bad actor or a, a white hat hacker, this is a person who hacks into your system and lets you know they're doing it, mm. can find this information easily. Mm. And so that's something that you don't want to happen, and that's something that businesses have been doing because a lot of developers don't understand secure coding because a lot of universities don't teach it. Mm. They typically learn this in the field when they're working for an organization. Mm. So as being a former professor of computer science and teaching programming, as well as the Dean of uh, Computer Science Engineering and Business, you know, I I made sure that my, or at least I did the best that I could (laughs) with the faculty to help them understand how business actually works. Versus theory. So there's a lot of issues there with a lot of the the developers that we have working in the field now, not understanding what secure programming, secure coding means, and how to actually protect the APIs.
0: Interesting. Interesting. Well, listen, you're still tuned in um, to City Trends or 97.3 City FM. We are having a conversation with Kalea Taylor who um, basically works within the cybersecurity space and trying to get an understanding of where we are currently with regard to cybersecurity and what we can do moving into the next decade to protect ourselves, to protect our businesses. As I tell you, the show is indeed sponsored by First National Bank and we are more than happy to have them on board. But I mean, what this point that you raised, the, the understanding of not just practitioners, the understanding of um, the needs of industry as against how academia is pre- like preparing students for that sort of reality.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: It seems like it's, it cuts across everywhere you go. You would think that academia will probably be working to produce more and more students who can help to solve some of these problems like what's what's what is holding academia back and really what is holding the sector back from training people who can do this actively
2: yeah so when it comes to academia i think this is going to be true across the board whether you're in ghana whether you're in another country in africa Mm. europe or the u.s the problem is so many academics just teach They don't actually work in the industry. Mm. All they know is theory. And if they did work in the industry, it might have been 20 years ago. And you know, technology changes basically every six months, yeah. it's constantly changing. So if you don't have one foot in the door of industry and one foot in academia, you really are not going to be up to speed. Mm. Um, I do not mean that in a disrespectful <laughs> way to all the professors out there. <laughs> I just mean Reality
0: that. is reality.
3: There's right. no way we can run away from that.
2: Exactly. It's just extremely imperative and important as you work to build a nation a a, a nation to be able to have a strong technical foundation and industry students have got to understand the actual real needs of business and this is why to me um, based on my own experience it's essential for business and academia to work hand in hand Mm -hmm. because that way the students are learning actually the skills that they need to help businesses when they go in, and businesses don't have to worry about trying to retrain Hmm. or trying to educate the students. Now, I feel that in order to build up cybersecurity in particular, uh, you need to just get out in the community and start sharing the knowledge. Hmm. So like, I'm working right now with um, Honorable Boniface Sadiq to try to work with women and youth in his particular constituency, I normally call it district, sorry, (laughs) constituency of Medina to uh, train women and youth on the basics of cybersecurity for free. Hmm. Because I have a ton of knowledge, I want to share it with a limited amount of people because I can't teach everybody. Absolutely. Um, But people have to be introduced. You don't know what you've never seen, Hmm. right? So if you get introduced to it, you understand how to do it, you understand why it's important, and you understand how... It can work from you and the amount of money you can make by doing it, you mm. can become more motivated. Mm. And I am so used to being the only woman and the only person of color in mm. the room when mm. it comes to talks about technology, especially cybersecurity. Yeah. So our APIs, it's just me. Mm. <laughs> and I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't like that. I want to mm. see more people that look like me in this industry. And so there's a lot of opportunities to work helping companies secure their systems Worldwide, and you can do that here based out of Ghana. Right. I believe Ghana could be the cybersecurity tech hub for Africa mm. if we really put in the effort and the initiative to make that happen.
0: Mm. How, how much... When you interact with some of these women, like you're talking about, how much... Knowledge do they even have to start with, or you you basically starting from scratch?
2: You start from scratch. Mm. You know, I'm just, I, I haven't started yet here in Ghana, but I've done this already in uh, Europe, and I've done it in the States. Mm. Um, and because I have such a a, 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 a wide network of women who are at different levels both in academia and in business you know it's it's a it's a great way to get them to interact with the women who want to understand and want to get into the industry mm. so what's what has to happen is you start from the beginning but you don't start from like baby steps right. you're giving them real problems real world um, case studies, mm helping them to understand the everyday apps they may use and how they can be compromised, like Jumia. To yeah. me, Jumia here is like Amazon, mm. you know, because I'm from the States. Amazon is everything there, right? So Jumia reminds me of the same thing. So if people use that and you use that as a case study for the women that you're teaching to help them understand the the um, threats that could happen, starting with threat mol- modeling and security mindset, it can help them to be able to understand what this cybersecurity thing is, mm. How technology works and why women can be part of technology as well. Because a lot of times, when you have a male-dominated field, women don't understand they can be part of it because they don't see anyone else like them right. doing it.
0: Right. That's that's a that's an interesting point. That, I mean, it's a beautiful new year we have, 2020. Everybody's talking about the new decade and everybody's getting all optimistic about it. When you forecast the next 10 years, next five years, what kind of threats? do you foresee us mm-hmm. having to battle with in in this new decade?
2: Yeah, um, so hackers are getting smarter and smarter. The same way um, an organization would do research and collaborate and find out what's happening with trends when it comes to cybersecurity, mm. uh, hackers do the same thing. So they're watching how you build your API. They're watching how you interact with your customers. As a matter of fact, sometimes they are your customer, Mm. just Mm. to see if they can hack into your mobile device. So um, I think moving forward, they're going to find ways to use machine learning and AI to have um, malware be able to do it in such a fast rate, constantly hitting the system like bam, 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 mm. until they can get into your to your system to steal your money from your account. <laughs> you know, it's already happening with the what do they call it now? Smishing, smashing. It's like you go into a SMS and they're fishing for information
0: from the SMS.
2: From the SMS. So you see your SMS and it looks like you have a delivery from a trusted source, but there's a spelling error in the name of that delivery company. You mm. click on the link and now they're into your into oh, your nice. phone is hmm. so that you have malware on your phone now and they're pulling your information hmm. and by doing that a lot of times they can see exactly what it is you're typing on your phone to get your account number from you to steal the money out of your bank account hmm. which is what hmm. you see a lot with mobile money right hmm. so there's a lot of issues happening
0: wow. <laughs> I, mean, I i i would actually want you to share with us some of those other things that are happening hmm. those the things that you based on your research you you, you foresee happening mm-hmm. because sometimes it's it's important to paint those real pictures um for us to be able to get a sense of what exactly is happening out there this one for example is very new to me and kind of scary <laughs> for you to get a text message and for someone to hack into your device using that text messages
2: yeah ooh. yeah i mean but there's a way to safeguard against that mm. i mean s- simply don't click the link mm. if you know this is your trusted sh- source but the name of the company is spelled wrong it's probably a fake, right? Mm -hmm. Or if you know that you can access that same information through your browser, you can still go on your phone, go through your browser and check that information. Don't click on the link in the SMS. Mm -hmm. That way you won't have your system be vulnerable to attack. Mm -hmm. Um, Organizations can help with this by making sure they (laughs) secure their mobile applications. Like, there's fixes you can do by making sure that you can uh, secure the code that you have within your mobile application, so that your customers won't be subjected so, to these type of um, hacks. However, nothing is foolproof, right? right. So it's. Things like this can always happen, <laughs> you know. That's not
0: very reassuring.
2: Uh, well, you know, it happens. <laughs> you know, And it's, it's true for any industry, though, because when we're talking about um, uh, the future and what we see happening, um, when you look at how things are interconnected using IoT, Internet of Things, um, like um, the shipping port, the containers themselves are tagged. Hmm every item within the container can be tagged and they always know where things are going but a hacker can get into that and switch things up on you you know so you have to be able to protect your systems in a way that there's a fail safe there so if you know that someone has actually accessed your system you can shut down that information in a specific specific um, application container like Not docker like or I, Kubernetes <laughs> like
3: isolating
0: it and yeah mm. you can mm.
2: isolate it into a particular container and then you can um, switch it over to the next one so that you can be able to have your system still up and running mm. that Wawa attack I told you about earlier that just happened the malware was in their system for nine months wow. nine months before they found it and it only took them a few days to shut everything down once they found it but can you imagine how much information you get when something like that happens wow. yeah And then one more thing, so I go sometimes, I'm looking, I'm researching, and I'm trying to see what Ghana is doing, so I'll go to the ministry sites, and I'll look for information. Majority of the sites for the ministries here in Ghana are unprotected. You can easily (laughs) throw a cross-site scripting, um, uh, you know, script in there, or you can go in there and, and put you can just do bad stuff is what i'm trying to say you can do a lot of bad just stuff t- please tell and me i more. think it's hilarious and bad that these ministries of the government are unprotected mm. i don't understand why i just just that's my
0: how answer. bad how can you illustrate how bad it is or how easy it is for someone to be able to take down some of these sites, for example.
2: It's very easy if you know command line. If you know command line and you know the particular software that you can use to be able to um, push into uh, the, the website a malicious code, a malicious JavaScript code. To, to either take down a site or put up a mirror iframe so the person thinks they're on the ministry's website, but they're actually on a fake site, mm. giving them false information. It's extremely easy. You can do it in probably, depending on how good you are, five minutes, 15 at most. And if you just started, maybe an hour because you're doing some Google searches.
4: <laughs> right.
2: And just, you know, I just noticed that yesterday, so I just had <laughs> <laughs> to mention it.
0: <laughs> wow. Yeah. Wow. Oh. Sorry. Okay. No, 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 no it's 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 important it's important for people to know these things. Yeah. I mean if the government sites can be that vulnerable, I mean how much more the company sites for example.
2: Yeah. I think the companies though are a bit more um, I want to believe the companies are a bit more aware mm. and a bit more proactive. Mm. Um, I do believe that the tech community here are well connected with folks across the world. So Mm -hmm. they are aware of a lot of the threats that are happening. And so they work towards protecting themselves. I want to believe
0: that. No, but (laughs) the rate at which cyber criminals Mm -hmm. or people who want to compromise your information Mm -hmm. are beefing up in terms of their knowledge base, in terms of the technology that they use, it's very clear that we have quite a bit to do you know, And I, 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 it's it's just very upsetting when you think about it.
2: It's upsetting, but it's also opportunity. Mm. And I think that's what makes it so fascinating is because um, a lot of the cybercrime here is not as sophisticated as it is in the West, mm. right? So you still have an opportunity to build up the talent base already here because mm. you have an extremely youthful population. You have a population of students that already have a solid science and math backgrounds. They're analytical thinkers. They can quickly pick up coding if they have the right teacher, if they have the right opportunities um, to take them through the process quickly. So it's a ton of opportunity, even though it may sound scary. Mm. It's the opportunity to say, okay, we're going to protect ourselves our country Mm. and we're going to put ourselves on the map exactly Mm. how israel did Mm. so because tel aviv now is known as like the cybersecurity capital of the world Mm. they have the best companies but they they didn't start that way it was slowly they slowly did it slowly worked it up and then started getting investors coming in and so it's just you know the opportunity is there and i see massive opportunity Mm.
0: in terms of being ready both from a state point of view to a countrywide point of view, like individuals, everything. What are some of the things that you would probably advise for us to start doing or taking note of or start preparing ourselves for in terms of just being ready?
2: Right. I think first and foremost, people have to be um, accepting and willing to allow Mm. a third party to come in and do an audit or help them understand the systems that they already have help them be able to see are there any anomalies within your database that you have now or how you're running your website. Are the services that you're providing that were unusual? Because those anomalies are probably um, a a bad actor looking into your systems doing reconnaissance, like they're watching you. They're trying to see patterns so that they can use those patterns against you to attack you. Hmm. So... Yeah, (laughs) it's just I just feel like there are there's just so many um, ways that the country can go ahead and say um, we want to take cybersecurity and technology seriously, but it has to be. Um, a partnership between government, academia and business also it won't work. Mm. You know, people can't expect the government to take care of all these things. Academia certainly can't take of all care of all of it and business, people are running their businesses. So it has to be a partnership between the three and they have to come together collectively like you know, just like a working group to say, this is what we want to achieve by 2022. Mm. This is what we want to achieve in the next five years. This is how we're going to achieve it, but be willing to bring in people who understand this field and the nuances of helping people learn uh, and grow, as well as the nuances of cybersecurity and mm. which area of cybersecurity they're most concerned about, because there's niches, mm. niches.
0: Mm. <laughs> what scares you most about cybersecurity in this new decade?
2: how quickly people are learning new ways to take control of your data, because data is king. Whoever holds the data holds all the assets. Data is worth more than gold, is worth more than oil at this point in time. And I think that for Africa, I'm not sure if people understand how important their data is. And I know that there's a lot of initiatives here in Ghana to protect data, but it's extremely important to make sure that um, that data is protected at all stages. Hmm.
0: Final words before you take leave of us, Kalia. Any final words?
2: Um, oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, thank you so much for allowing me to speak on your channel. I really appreciate that. Um, I'm excited to be here in Ghana. I came to Ghana because mm-hmm. of the year of return. Ooh. And I decided that because there yeah, was an open invitation, like yeah, <laughs> and because I wanted to understand my own heritage, yeah. it's time for me to come back. Mm-hmm. And with that, I, I'm bringing my knowledge and I'm hoping that I can share that with others so that I can get more people excited about oh. cybersecurity. How
0: can people get in touch with you if they want to?
2: Oh, they can email me because I can't remember my phone number. <laughs> <laughs> I can't e- remember e- the e-mail, email works best. <laughs> yeah. Um, do you want me to just say it? Yes, absolutely. Uh, okay. Uh, you can email me at uh, K-T-A-Y-L-O-R at cctc t c2028.com
0: And that's it. That is how you can get in touch with Kalia. Thank you so much for making time to join us and for the... I'm um, knowledge expressed on the show. I think I think we've taken enough notes to know what we should be doing, how we should be doing it, and how we should be preparing ourselves for um a very scary looking decade <laughs> in terms of cybersecurity. Thank you so much for joining us on the show. Thank today. you. Brilliant. now time for us to get into the segments on the show and first up is the app segment on the show and we have jeffrey to bring us that he has some interesting mobile apps um for us today and he'll be talking to us about it in just a second. He has a very interesting spelling. He'll be telling us all. He'll be telling us all about the app that he has to share for us today. Jeffrey, welcome. And um, what mobile app do you have for us today?
5: Um, good evening to you and to all your cherished listeners. Bonsoir. <laughs> How political. <laughs> okay. So um, tonight's app. It's called. Okay. Plenu.
0: Flenu. Flenu. Mm-hmm. Yeah. P H L E N U.
4: Okay. Flenu.
0: Let's listen to Daniel. Okay. Yeah. Let's listen to the man who came up with the app.
4: Let's yeah. go. My name is Daniel Amenuvo, and I am a co founder and currently the country manager of Flenu Ghana Limited. Flenu is spelled as P H L E N U. P for Papa, H for Hotel. L for Lima, E for Echo, N for November and U for Uniform. It is an L expression which literally means to buy something. The Plenu apps can run on Android as well as iOS and as such can be found on both the Play Store and the App Store. Plenu is designed to connect merchants locally present in Ghana with consumers who are both home and abroad. And this is done through three interrelated apps that bring you endless opportunities. The first is Plenu Business, and this is for merchants who are willing to sell on the platform. The second is Plenu, for customers or consumers willing to buy from the merchants who have listed. And the third is Plenu Delivery, for delivery drivers and riders who would want to make extra income on their bikes and vans in delivering items purchased on the Plenu platform. So, Flenu is
0: the app um, that we have for. It's P-H-L-E-N-U. Firstly, um, it's kind of difficult to pronounce, but um, it sounds like a pretty interesting app to look so at.
5: So, I guess when you're mentioning it in your head, break it. You mention the P, then you add the H.
0: Flenu. Flenu. Thank you. Flenu. I mean, in terms of what it's supposed to do, mm. it sounds interesting. Yeah. I'm yet I'm to. But what, what do you think about it?
5: So, um, it looks like your normal online market but this time they've added their own delivery service and told people who are into delivery come and then we will tell you who to deliver to Mm. you know normally you have this thing where online markets find delivery companies to deliver for them Mm. but this time these guys are saying that we will do it ourselves Mm. that's how it's looking like and Mm. it's looks like a very interesting thing Mm. um According to them, they are in Ghana. They are also in Nigeria, Ah. and um, it's also open to the US market. So they they say they are working hard to get more markets. But for now, these are the three main markets and the US. Yes, that they are working in. Interesting. Well,
0: I mean, all the best to them. Uh-huh. Um Plenu. Um all the best to you guys. Um thank you for getting in touch as well. At least Ghana knows about your app now. So listeners, you can try it out. The spelling is P H L E N U. P H L E N U. Please get in touch. Um use the app and let's let's get to understand, you know, what your tell me what you think. What your challenges are. But you oh. can you can let Jeffrey know all about that.
5: Um so you can get in touch with me on Twitter. My handle is OJ Sapon. Uh, go there my email address is there if you want to send me an email let's get talking and then if you have an app some people have a hundred million users you have less than a thousand Charlie get in touch let's know what your app is about and then let's see how good it is you get the right reviews the correct reviews not the ones that will tell you it's good even if it's not and then we'll move on from there. We need to push our local apps. Yeah,
0: me there. I'm just saying, change the name because it's difficult to spell. But anyway, Plenary, <laughs> thank you so much um for sending that through. It's now time for us to delve into your device your device basically is a segment where we hear from you about some of the challenges you're facing with the with the technology that is you know surrounds you and the devices that you use and um we basically try to find solutions to it and um uh the royal highness herself <laughs> <laughs> Ellen. Ellen is here um, he with that uh, segment. Hey, how are you doing? How was your week? How's your week been?
6: Yeah, it's been good so far. It's nice been one. good. Nice it's one. how well right. it been as ah, well.
0: <coughs> not too shabby. Not too shabby. <laughs> um, so tell us um, who has been in touch with you and what their challenge has been.
6: Okay, so Bliss got in touch. Bliss from Adjongano got in touch. And he says he has a problem. Um, his laptop has been infected with mass sodas. What's it's that? a virus. Masuda. Yes. You let's listen to what Bliss has to say. Let's Masuda. listen to this problem. Masuda.
1: <laughs> Masuda. This year been affected by Masuda's virus. I investigated and realized that one of my colleagues had transferred uh, some files and folders from another... PC onto the external drive so that you can format the PC. For now, there is no document on the PC or the external drive that you can access. Anytime you try to access a Word document, all the folders, including musicals, become a Word document. If you, have, you want to access a PDF document on that external drive, they all, all those documents become PDF. I want to find out if there is a, a way out.
0: That's a very serious situation. Oh, a here. very, very, that, very... That's a very, very serious really, situation. Really, really serious he one. He finds himself in. Yes. Um, how how does he go about resolving <laughs> that
6: problem? No, but it's... Uh, I mean, I would find it very weird if I should open, like, VLC and then it turns to be a Word document. Yeah. Like, that would be so... that's <laughs> virus. I mean,
0: if you're out there and you're facing, you know, this same problem, you're, you have this virus... Infest in your machine um i'm guessing hopefully we have a solution for him
6: we do okay
0: Hopefully, so let's let's hear the solution
3: then masodas is a malware classified as ransomware what it does is to encrypt your files and request for payment after which it will release your files back to you in most cases it will store the decryption codes on your computer if you have this particular scenario, then you can download a software called Stop Decryptor. If you Google it, you'll find a Stop Decryptor. Run Stop Decryptor, it will look for the keys and it will decrypt your files for you. If not, then you are in a very hard place. Your best option is to scowl around websites of antivirus companies like Kaspersky e and the like and look for ransomware decryptors and if you are in luck you will find one so it's basically a luck business
6: yeah oh if, if if you are lucky if you are lucky if <laughs> <laughs> it's time for fasting and Literally, prayers
0: i am i'm really sorry <laughs> i really hope yeah. none of you ever <laughs> get haven't. into it's the, time for prayers i really hope none of you get into this sort of situation but wow um <laughs> Look, I hope <laughs> this solution works for you. I hope you can um, get it on Google and just yeah, download it yeah, and it yeah, stops the situation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But
6: if not, then like we said. I mean, this is why you have to you get yourself hard a piece.
0: proper working um, antivirus. So, yeah. you know, it's, it's sometimes a bit of money. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, it
6: helps yeah, to protect
0: you helps. from some of these things. It helps. Things. It helps. Wow. Anyway, Alan, thank you so much. Um, thank if you If anybody too. has any issues. Yeah,
6: so if you have any issues with your phone, your laptop, just get in touch. My Twitter handle is at EADAPA. The DAPA is a h e a DAPA. Or you can WhatsApp us on 0549 0549 986996 0549 986996
0: It's now time for us to get into the trending segment of the show and mr entry is here to bring us the latest with that anything that you may have missed within the you know the tech space over the course of the week well mr entry is here to give us exactly that well mr entry welcome to the show thank you very much for all me. right so yeah. what stories do you have for us this week that we may have missed yes so this week a lot of a lot of stories trending in the tech scene i'll first look at something from uk mm-hmm. yeah so a media regulator called ofcom Yes. Yeah. Has done a research into, uh, I think, mobile devices and then tablets used by kids within the ages of ten to thirteen. Mm. And then he found out that almost half of UK children in the UK <laughs> between the age of ten and thirteen have a smartphone, and they use they use a smartphone. Of course they should. <laughs> I mean, I I've always had a problem with why people have issues with people within that age range having a mobile device i i really don't understand why it's such a big deal yeah mostly mostly arguments would be security what 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 you are what you are having access to who's controlling that mm-hmm. and then if you are controlling how are you doing it is it effective and all of those Well, parts. i mean the whole point is teaching them like what to, that's what why to do child because that my thing is like I just think that we have to get people to be mobile first in a lot of things because yeah. that's where the rest of the world is headed anyway. And if we don't have people thinking mobile first for most things and being, it's almost like an extension of themselves. Mm-hmm. I mean, I really don't understand. I, I genuinely don't understand what the big deal is for most people who complain about people within that age range, for example, having mobile devices. Ellen seems to have a very different no, opinion.
6: I, I disagree. <laughs> no, you see, because um, I, I think I, I read a bit about the report as well. Mm-hmm. And then a part says 24% of three and four-year-olds had their own tablet. I don't get why you would give three... What could a three-year-old child or four-year-old... What would he or she be looking for? Charlie.
0: No, but... okay, Okay. So, I mean, that's why there are restrictions. Yeah. Right, you can create like accounts for them where you restrict them as to what they're supposed to use, no, but
6: for. you know, kids are smart, yeah, yeah of you, course. You know, and you can't always be with them.
5: Yeah. But here's, a, here's my question you don't get them the device, does it mean that? They, don't they ever. are going to be totally banned from using oh, your device. Of devices. course
6: not.
0: Good. Yeah, but then they so have friends if, who probably have those devices yeah, anyway. There so are conversations
5: you... and things on your phone the child may not be supposed to see. What is the probability that when the child gets your device, they will not see those things?
6: I feel my problem has to do with the age. Of course, um, if let's say your child, if your, your three-year-old son should take your phone most of most of the times what we do is we don't even allow the child because you know you don't have probably children-friendly stuff on the phone. Mm-hmm. So you wouldn't even want to open the password or give the child that access child to, 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 <laughs> to go well through your phone because you know it's not something the child will finally see cartoons or whatever he or she wants or expects to see on the mm-hmm. phone. So I just don't side with the whole argument of giving your child a phone purposely buying the tablet for the child
0: among among some Alec. of the key findings yes in the please. report share with us yeah the the it, it indicates that facebook and snapchat remain most of the most popular Yama. social media ah. platforms for the kids and then well, 62 percent <laughs> of them are using whatsapp Sixty two percent already on whatsapp and this case between the age of 10 and 13.
5: <laughs> okay so here's what i think mm. in these cases
4: mm-hmm.
5: there may be a problem because restricting a child on facebook for instance may be a bit difficult but if say i have what um youtube Kids, mm-hmm. and that's the app i give my child access to youtube Kids is built for children okay whatever all the content there is is it's for children. children there's nothing adult on that platform so if i have only that one i've made sure that the child can't get access to the general youtube platform i've made sure the child can't get access to facebook that is a way of controlling how much access the child has to the internet and to whatever may happen you understand i just feel uh-huh. it's all
0: about the guidance it's all about the restrictions oh like the, you kid. just need to put the restrictions in place like there are so many tablets that come pre-installed with you know all manner of things for apps, apps for kids like uh-huh. are you saying that the children can't have access to yeah. those i don't think so it's just about the restrictions that you put in place to guide the usage of the device. I think that, yes, you just have to be a little more mindful about how to use a device. Yeah. And quite frankly, mm-hmm. there are quite a number of old people or older persons who even use their mobile devices for even worse things. Mm-hmm. Some people do need to be tutored yeah, about how to use... Yeah, they who have
5: gone to the extent of getting so, so hardware I'm just saying, on their I'm just and they don't that, know what to
0: do. I'm just do. saying that, like, yes, there are, there's a case to be made for... Yeah. The, age and access but then i also think that there's a huge case to be made for giving children access to those devices but then obviously putting in certain restrictions to ensure that they use it for the right thing which is you know for your (sighs) you know you to yeah. you to decide yeah. it's your family you decide on what sort of restrictions you need to put in place because of what you want your child to learn mm-hmm. but i just think that restricting them to from having access to these devices or owning these devices i don't think really makes a big difference mm-hmm. because when they the times that they spend in school the time that they spend with their friends the access that the, their friends have is most likely the same access that they're going to have anyway so i don't know but anyway um it- this is your opinions of course are welcome on this particular story um zero five four nine nine eight six nine nine six that um is our whatsapp number you can let us know and um we will you know read it out hopefully before the close of the show yeah moving on so
3: uh, i think the
0: last decade uh, windows exited the mobile phone market Mm. And then that was the last decade. And this decade, I think the first brand to say bye-bye to us will be BlackBerry. Yeah, man. In August, I mean, we we waved goodbye, but they decided to come back in some (laughs) weird incarnation thing. But that obviously didn't work very well. To
5: BB. Oh,
0: Charlie. BB Messenger. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Anyway, so the company in charge in charge of the manufacturing and then sales of of BlackBerry now TCL Communications announced that on 31st August 2020 there will be no new production of blackberry phones but assuring those who have blackberry phones now that still will be providing customer care (laughs) for them i think for for three years and then 2020 that's it forget about it so well sorry for you if you bought a blackberry device um if you are planning on getting one as a present (laughs) for somebody (laughs) please don't because after august that's that's it
5: The screen was huge and it has this tiny keyboard at the bottom and the keypad. So small, 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 small. you have to press hard to get... Exactly. <laughs> that's
0: why they went out of business. Anyway, <laughs> any other <laughs> story, yeah, moving, story? Moving on to something else. Mm-hmm. So, uh, everybody knows Facebook and then their ways of killing apps and then copying <laughs> key features of apps. So, uh-huh. they did it to Snapchat uh-huh. and then a few other apps. Mm-hmm. And now, I think there, there's a platform that's actually coming, coming to them. So TikTok mm. is testing a profile redesign that looks just like Instagram. Mm. <laughs> Finally mm.
5: someone has told mm.
0: from them. <laughs> yeah. And then it's like someone using your own tactics against I you. <laughs> this will be very interesting. I mean, for those of you who you know TikTok, I mean it's just basically a, a video sharing, a short video sharing platform where you can find everything. That is funny in this world uh, i'm sure some of you have already seen some of the posts on instagram and everything else but basically that's what the platform is supposed to be people share very short funny stuff or sometimes inspirational stuff you never know but um it's interesting it's got a crazy following yeah, yeah. globally people love TikTok. um it's mostly for the very young at heart but mm-hmm. i mean older people also get on it so, somewhere um, last year was was among the top five apps most used wow. on google play store in ghana wow. yeah wow well that should tell you yeah. about it. Um we should one of these days have a show on TikTok. Um just trying to understand it and how to use it properly. I think that would be very beneficial I think for it's the new vine. For, uh, yeah, it's a new vine, yeah, exactly. It feels like the new vine. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, are there any other stories? Yeah. So mo- moving on to something local in our in our space in our space. So uh Go Daddy. Mm-hmm. Uh mostly we know it for if you want to buy a domain that's where like your first your first point you go to go daddy. they just acquired a startup in south africa over so over works just like uh canva Is it mm. the one for the, the mm. graphics for graphic design yeah. yeah wow so they just acquired it and then it's, it's huge and then people are seeing with this acquisition they're looking to move more from the just domain purchase and hosting into a media startup right
4: yeah. Right. And it makes it makes, makes a lot of, a lot that of sense. sense.
0: Yeah. That makes sense. That it's, makes sense. It's a very interesting acquisition. It's, yeah. it would be nice to see how like they integrate them into yeah. and build on from there Definitely. as well. Definitely. But that's that's very, very interesting. Yeah. Lots of acquisitions. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean we know that um, Kudigo has been doing some stuff from the Ghana scene. Definitely. Kudos to Kingsley and the rest of the team. But we need to hear more of these stories about right. Ghana. So, I mean, yeah, if, if there are any stories like that uh, or you own a tech startup or a business and, you know, something like this is happening within your space, please let us know. Simple message to our WhatsApp number 0549986996 or send us a, a tweet um, and we will definitely get back to you and get all those details. So that will be all. Um, for that segment but remember that um, First National Bank is asking why do you let um, your business settle for less when you can get a lot more with First National Bank. Go beyond banking with a digital partner that understands your business. Let your business bank the better way with a business account from First National Bank. The First National Bank business account is more than just an account. It's a portal that gives you access to tools designed to propel your business. This includes features like the award winning online banking enterprise, straightforward forward global payment solution and the trade solution and merchant services you can also choose an account that suits your particular sector no matter what segment you're in from agrig to public sector and everything else in between you are completely covered with first national bank just visit firstnationalbank.com.gh and opt to have one of their consultants call you back and you or you can simply you know pop into any of their branches whether it's the Crow mall the junction mall the macula mall the west hills mall Achimota. Mall, Tema Community 11 Gian Towers or head on to their head office branch at their crowd financial center building is more than just business to you. Well then that is why you should be looking at dealing with First National Bank, which is a subsidiary of First Rand Group of South Africa. First National Bank, how can we help you? So if there are any stories, anything that is making around that you want updates on or you want to tell us about, you can do so by getting yeah, in touch with can, Mr. Entry. You can reach me on Twitter, entry And then also on LinkedIn, Entry also. Brilliant. Well, we've got a message coming through before we go. Um, Kweku. Kumi says, but the restrictions you make at home won't save them from the videos from their friends either. Thank I just you. think what's important is limiting their access to these devices and also educating them on how to use the devices to learn as well. Thank you so much, Gregu, for that point. Ellen is not pleased, I but I still do not agree. Yeah, Ellen, Ellen will, will not agree with you, but yeah, it's okay. Ellen's we, we, I agree with you, and I'm the host, so <laughs> I agree with you. with you. <laughs> Let's you. just take it that. Um, well, it's, it's been a pleasure coming your with the show um a big thank you to daniels who handled um the studio production a big thank you to ellen to nida to jeffrey and of course to mr inchi and um to mr poku as well um uh, in-house expert who um helps us to solve all our issues a big thank you to you for doing the listening. the show will be available as a podcast tomorrow morning so make sure you find it on any of the post- podcast platforms my name is philip as sean and it's in the pleasure coming away till next week stay, stay techie